0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to show number 93 of the Jimmy Palombo Show. That's right. Show number 93. I can't believe I have done 93 shows of hilarity here at Shea from downtown mawa Coming you live mm-hmm. from the Jimmy Shitty Kitchen Studios via Downtown Madawan at the gorgeous Chop's Port Studios. That have ever since I don't record there. You've improved with my favorite man behind the glass, your friend and mine, Mister Chris Gucci. Chris,
1: how we doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me yeah, on the all, on the show yet the, again. Here to deliver for the again, people you look- on YouTube Live. Where else are we? We're we're streaming out on LinkedIn, on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook. What's up, everybody? Facebook, I'm uh, sure we got the regulars in here Sam, Janine, Marianne, yes,
0: or, or, or uh, Mary Eileen, my sister,
1: Mary or no Aileen. one. Why did I say Marianne?
0: Um, I don't know. Well, because this is show number 93. We got to ask even a special guest today who we're going to have on in a second. Um, I won't reveal his name till, you know till we do um but this is show 93 i mean look chris you're all excited your little packers won yesterday i love it because it just costs you more draft picks you're not gonna have next year don't tell oh, me I, know this this I know how this works i know how this giants have been there i was there for years with the giants we were never too shitty but we were never in the playoffs anyway but uh I, I i was rooting for the packers yesterday in a weird way even though they can knock the giants out i guess if that happens but this is show number 93 and of course Those of you scoring at home, show number 93. Uh, We do the jersey number. I thought this was a weak one for me. I struggled, so I had to go way back. I could have said Jay Alford or Chase Blackburn. Uh, Stephen, did he just drove off the road? John Randall, Hall of Famer, I guess. There's no Yankees ever who ever wore number 93. Um, my, My nephew was born in 1993 on June 3rd. And it was a big show because Artie and I did a huge show at Caroline's with Live on Tape, which led Artie to Mad TV and got me and Artie signed by William Morris at the time, one of the biggest agencies in the world. That was cool. i always remember that date, 1993. But I guess I'm going to settle on something. I don't know. I keep on going with teams. And I just said, you know what, the 93 Giants. There are a couple of reasons why. Number one, the Packers and Giants both made the playoffs that year. Uh, the Giants came off of Ray Hanley 6 and 10, hired Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves made him 11 and 5, which I think is interesting. Uh, the last game, of course, was a very famous Giant Cowboy game. Final score 16 to 13 in overtime. Giants lost. And Cowboy fans will hate me for this, but it really is true. Anybody, first of all, you have to be older, remember this. That was one of the biggest season ending games of all time because. The Giants and Cowboys were both very good, but the Cowboys hadn't been like you didn't realize ac- exactly how good the Cowboys were going to be yet. It, you know, wasn't the dynasty didn't kick in. And whoever won that game won the division and had the bye, the home field. Um, there was so much at stake, and it was a nip and tuck game. And um, Emmett Smith beat us with a couple of big pass plays, a couple of big run plays, and they beat us at overtime on a 41 yard field goal. Really changed the course of the Cowboys. Cowboys were still very good, but we had to go play Minnesota first. And then we had to play at San Francisco.
1: Was that the game that smoked. was that the, the season that, um, Jason Seward had to pick. No, the, no the, well the, f- the fumble that. return Well, before that. Dude, well, it's 30,
0: it 30 years ago. He was, uh, he was in high
1: school. Oh yeah. 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 You said 91, 93, 90, 30 years oh, maybe, ago. Man, maybe
0: it could have been, was 93, the Viking game. Is that possible? He, I, I, I'm gonna
1: no, say no. I feel like that was, I feel like that was like Oh three. That was like yeah. a Dante Culpepper. Vikings. Yeah. It was uh,
0: The uh, the Giants got smoked by 49ers um, LT and Phil Simms last games as giants, which is, they were two of my favorite players. LT knew it. Of course, as the story goes, he stayed in San Francisco and got ripped and drunk uh, and came home like seven days later. Phil Simms got cut like in the spring. Uh, totally a shit move by the Giants. They supposedly well, didn't even tell him like they called him up and said, like it's already on WFAN. They released shitty way to go to Phil Sims, but he, he made a billion dollars since then. So I don't feel bad for him. Um, and Dan Reeves, of course, solidified the Giants, made him better uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's it. I'm going to go with the
1: 93 Giants at 11 and five. Okay. So my guy is one of those defensive linemen that come along. Obviously, one of the most boring positions is interior lineman in the NFL. But once in a while, you get a character that comes along, and the Packers had a guy, and they had him actually a couple times throughout his career. You remember Gilbert Brown, the gravedigger? No. Big fat guy, number 93, and he always wore the visor. He's one of those guys Good. that I met him at, at the same day. that Remember I told you the Antonio Freeman story on episode 86? He was, he was standing yes, next to Antonio that. Freeman, so – Okay. one of those cool things right. so just big no. most football lineman. most real football fans know who Gilbert Brown is but Jimmy doesn't
0: i don't because uh you understand i try to tell you when the giants are good the packers are like the the rams they're like they're just some random team uh you've been blessed for the last 30 years of Cow- packers making a playoff Fair and point. losing and losing most of the time in a playoff sadly, for you anyway all right so uh clifford brown is that what we're going with was his Gilbert, name? Gilbert, Gilbert, Gilbert Gottfried Brown, and uh, the
1: '93 Giants. How about this, Jimmy? Like, if you knew who Gilbert Brown was, or if I showed I him like to you, it. you'd be like, "I remember him, and I like him because I'm, he I'm fits sure your he fits your bill." You just call him fat.
0: You just well, no, back. no, no.
1: Meaning, like, no, no, you know, no. You like Chili Davis, and you like Mark Witten, yeah, and like right. the, the you like the sluggers. He's a he's like, a slugger. So he's he the, he's the, is he the Cecil Fielder of interior? <laughs> he's the, that is a fair assessment of Gilbert. <laughs> All Brown. right,
0: there you go. So, Gilbert Brown and the '93 Giants, with a shout out to John Randall, and of course uh, Cecil the, uh, Fielder. By the way, no Yankee ever. I, don't know if I meant no Yankee ever's wore '93. I found that goofy. Well, <clears throat> we got some big news here. Um. First of all, Patreon. We have now entered the Keith Hernandez Patreon level. Jimmy Palombo Show now has 17 Patreons getting involved. Now, there is controversy all over this one. Now, especially for Chop Sports, and especially for me. Here's why. I'm going to go through the names, and then I'll get to the, uh, the the number 17. Number one, Alex Stetsetta from Ramsey, New Jersey. Mary Eileen Riccardi, my sister, Big Mike Demosi out of Colonia. My mom, my cousin, Joey. Rob Pastor, Kappa Sig from Rutgers University. James Kanowitz, WebSack guy. Can't get him on the phone, that fat fuck. Jimmy Riccardi, my nephew. More on this in a second. John Henry Riccardi, other nephew. Eric Palumbo, the, my triumphant. I have five nephews and only three are signed up for uh, Patreon. I find that funny. Some just don't like me, I guess. Michael Caprio, second second baseman. Cornhole guy. My brother, Frank Palumbo, the... The Bill Gates of my Patreon. Uh, Daryl Clark, LSU. Sad man with the uh, with the LSU shit in the bed towards the end. But I'm going to be sending him some beer league stuff. He's a good man. Greg Casolino from Colonia, New Jersey. Mike Shecky, look at me. I'm a Dolphin fan lawler. He's not going to be happy with the Sphinx list. Dave Ben, who I went to school with for 12, no, 16 years of my education. He was in the same building as me. And, of course, number 17, Number 17 of Jimmy Palumbo's Patreon. Now, I don't reveal what tier everybody is because I don't think that's fair. Um, I will tell you this. Some of my nephews, though, are different tiers. I find that very – that's going to affect Christmas gifts this year, Chris. But number 17 coming in, Chop Sports' favorite. I know Dave can't stand but, Chris, you love him because he's actually a little bit like you. He's right a lot, but he says the things people don't want to hear Pat Volker, my Los Angeles friend, my Oscar pick friend who'll be on in a couple months. Um, Pat came in. I was busting his balls. He came in as number 17, and he wanted to have Keith Hernandez. He's, he likes to he, – he, I think he does – I mean, I think he posts great stuff on Chops Sports. Uh, I think he – now, they're a little out there. He's a big college I agree. College Here, here's what
1: I'll say about his posts is that he's a West Coast guy, and if he stays up late on the West Coast, it looks it looks like – when we're here on the East Coast and we're reading and like we're like 5 a.m. And it's like, yeah, no, he's it's just 2 a.m., bro. He's also a night owl, though. He, sometimes yeah, he yeah, of course. course. So that's what I'm saying. There's like, I'm like, damn, man, go to sleep. But then I realized, like, well, he's in L.A., so maybe I should go to sleep.
0: My, my buddy, Pat Vogelmer, is the craziest guy I've ever met in my life. I have laughed. Me and him laugh more. But you know, listen, he's an acquired taste for some. He will get but your it, face about certain things. I've, but he I've loves had my, I've had my, he um loves-
1: I've had my run-ins with Pat. Online, right? On on line, Facebook right? With and Facebook. things like that. But, but he, nothing, no, everything was always friendly. I've given him some yeah, trivia yeah. questions. He loves it.
0: He thinks he's actually in the beginning, he thinks he was actually helping Chop because he liked me and he liked the you know the web. Not not, not helping, but he thought he was a value added to the chop. And in many ways, he is. He is, he, is, he, is. he is. And plus he's a cowboy fan, and him and Dave go at it, but he's also, you know, a huge um uh, Pollard fan. And he says, like, you know what, they if you look at the stats, uh, uh, Zeke takes away like 15 carries from Pollard. I can't argue that cuz I although I hate when whenever you have running backs by committee, there's always a problem, but the only uh, the Pollard only
1: problem me- I have with his argument is that have we haven't seen Pollard shoulder the 20-25 carries a game load nor do we really see that in the NFL at all now. So, to make a to make sense of what he's saying, he's like, why why drive the the beater when you have the we- Ferrari in the garage? Well, if it's raining, you're not going to take that Ferrari out and you need to keep it in good condition for when you need I those get it. sunny days. I get it.
0: But listen, I don't, I don't agree. I think put, put it this way. I, when the Giants play, I'd rather have uh Zeke in the game at this point. Cause I just think Pollard's really good. And I wish now, the Giants had a second. Yeah.
1: Back. Or, or you could play Pollard and have Zeke sit the bench at 16 million a year. Yeah, and well, then,
0: that. You know what? The fans don't care about the money. You No. About the money?
1: And then, but then what happens is week six, all of a sudden, Tony Pollard's not available because not he's, he's not Nick used God. to carrying the ball it. 20 I times again. I get a
0: game. it. I get it. But listen, Pat Volkamer coming in at number 17, Patreon, Jimmy Palumbo getting involved. Now, we had some controversy because Pat said he signed up. He was number 17. I was all excited. I went on patreon.com, right, Chris? Just like checking the scores, like in the paper, open up the paper, checking out the old box scores, like it's 1978. All of a sudden, I see only 16 Patreons. And I'm like, oh, what happened? Pat didn't sign up. But then I see Pat's name. And then I realize something happened. I'm looking. And who got declined on their credit card? My nephew, Jimmy Riccardi. He's my boy. Went to Rutgers. I share the same name as him. We always left. His credit card got declined. There was issues. And he was the one who gave a little more on the Patreon. So I called him up. I was like, dude. You show up at the Palumbo Christmas party wearing a jerk-off Nick shirt. Now your credit card's getting declined. This is classic. I said, I'm going public with it. He's and
1: like, now no, Jimmy goes know. public with it. Now, yeah, now I'm going like, to pour cold water on the credit card declining ordeal because yes, it could be certain things, like people that have subscriptions and they don't like their uh, monthly right. subscriptions. Maybe he has a Venmo card that he, that he puts no, money in every month. What it is, for some reason, and he doesn't know why,
0: after talking to him and him laughing at me, mocking him out, there was a hack and the credit
1: card they had on there, um, or or he entered the wrong, whatever it was, it was a mistake because he's been out for a couple months. Well, what happens too, maybe he had an issue where his card was stolen and then he has to go into everywhere he has a subscription and change his card information. And that sucks. the first listen.
0: If you lose your wallet, the first call you make is Patreon for Jimmy Flumbo Show, Chris.
1: That's true. Right? I, I think That's about true.
0: that. Like if you're if you're in like New Zealand and you lose your wallet and you don't even know if you're gonna fly home, you, first thing you do is let me get on Patreon.com, make sure my subscription. How about this? Plum, I, I had
1: a situation where it was mine and Ashley's first date. We're in Philadelphia, first date at a at a restaurant, and now we're in Philadelphia, but on my debit card that I was using, I did not go in and set travel arrangements to my bank. So when I went to pay, it was like a $250 dinner at a nice restaurant and it got declined. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's no way, you know, I knew I had money in my fucking bank account and it turned out that I have to go let them know if I'm going to use my card out of state, I have to tell them. So there's a bunch of different things.
0: Dungeon things, but also you, just you put money in your
1: account and you won't have any issues, right?
0: Or just don't sign up for Patreon. You could do that too. But I am growing the Patreon list. Is I mean, me and Joe Rogan and other guys are like they're, they're they're a little nervous. I'm a little bit like the Green Bay Packers of Patreon right now, Chris. I'm not out of it yet. I'm starting to grow it. I I add one every nine weeks. This is where you want to be, Chris. Listen, for that three dollars a month, fans are going crazy outside of the Omni in Atlanta. But listen, other good news. Uh, Instagram, I got a million views on a video, Christopher. Saw that. <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, yeah, I know I, Dave Sturcio, at CHOP always busts my balls, but meanwhile he was not ready for the barrage, the barrage of Jimmy Palomo saying, hang on with a little love towards my social media gal. Uh, but actually uh, Dave gave me a bunch of uh, notes that I'm trying to work out as well. But one million videos on the beer league stuff, which is wild. And of course I'm wearing the Ed's bar and swill hat. Those of you scoring at home, that is, uh, and I'm using a different camera. So I think I'm going in and out of focus. I have no idea. Bottom line is I'm wearing the Ed's bar and swill hat. That's the bar where beer league takes place. Um, and there's some news coming out about that and I'll say it in one second, but please go to my Instagram, check out these videos. There's some funny shit. There's more coming as we speak um and uh, obviously don't go to patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com search for the jimmy palumbo show and self-explanatory what to do support my gorgeous show here at shea and uh also go to my facebook and twitter and tiktok and all that Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on now this next thing which i gotta jump out of camera for a second this next bit of news is sponsored by your friend and mine chris Absolute, I'm jumping out of the camera like a fat fuck. All right. Absolute eyewear getting involved here. Absolute eyewear 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey. 732 326 3937. Otherwise, Chris, known as 732
1: 326. Oh, eyes, eyes, eyes.
0: I love There's nothing better to have a co host who, A, doesn't tell anyone he's on my show. That's number one, and number two, clearly he's on his phone talking to his. No, girlfriend. I gotta, I gotta. interest, this is like, this is like, you know what? You're the araldish Chapman of podcasts right now. No, this you is
1: what? Th- what I have going on right here. I have a, a like a an active Christmas gift thing taking place right now that I'm. I just got an update on, and. All right,
0: all right. I gotta, so I gotta spend money.
1: You're, you're using the birth of Christ to to uh, to counter my
0: you suck. All right, that's No, fine. really, it's just- what
1: what happens is I, I'm i bad at Christmas shopping, and I do so it. So am I. I haven't do done it.
0: a thing yet. We're going to get to that. We'll get to that later on in the show, because this is the last show before Christmas. But if you go to Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Craig and Johnine Michaud, they're opticians. You got to go there. They got everything, prescription glasses, safety glasses, all kinds of stuff. They have um, all kinds of different brands, Christopher, and they are your attention, please. Now available at Absolute Eyewear, Ray-Ban Coach Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Chu Silhouette Michael Kors, Vogue Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley. All right, go there, check it out. Listen, they've been in business 16 years. You get $100 off. If you mention the Jimmy Palumbo show, getting involved. And um, what else do I say about them? They're open five days a week. They're closed on Sundays. Why?
1: That would be giant football. New York, there giant you go. Football.
0: And they're closed on Wednesdays. Why, Chris?
1: That would be softball day.
0: Yes, and I believe they might re-up their subscription on January 1st. And, of course, for the first time in six months, Jimmy Palumbo will actually share in the revenue of Absolute Eyewear. That, that lawsuit got dropped earlier in the year, getting involved, I'm busting Dave's ball so bad. Um, but <laughs> even though we have laughs over the Knicks. Absolute eyewear, 42 Main Street. Go check it out. Um, they're awesome. And Chris, when you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk off. You agree?
1: I agree, and and honestly, every single time That's you do these ever. things, I'm expecting you. You don't feel like because uh, a lot of times I'm not ready for me to finish your sentence, and you never right. do it. You love to say that jerk off. You so always wh- say wh-
0: the- Why don't we practice now? You go to Absolute Eyewear when you leave there. You don't feel like a
1: jerk off.
0: There you go. See, you don't say it as good. You don't feel like a jerk off, and maybe it's a downward thing. You know you what? I don't feel I'm like teaching- a jerk off. <laughs> The history of podcast is the most time ever, uh, dedicated to, uh, All right. Well, listen, beer league shoot got rescheduled from December 21st, Wednesday to January 11th. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, what my guest did a little bit because he, uh, he helped us out last week, but we moved it because we, we did a read through. Some of the cast was excited about what we were doing and we decided to move it past the holidays and, um, Rumor has it that Ralph Macho is still in the mix. Artie, of course, is always in the mix. And uh, Cara Bono from Stranger Things, she's one of the moms on that show. She is kind of back in the mix. So we're going to move it to January 11th. Um, All my Patreon people, you will get um, uh, some kind of either early videos or behind the scenes. I'm going to send you guys a bunch of shit. Um, So that'll be cool. But I'm really excited about this. Um, Hopefully Ralph will be on my podcast maybe next week or something. Well, we shall see, uh, and uh, I'm excited about this. I think it's pretty funny. I think it. Uh, I think it's going to be good. So, beer league is definitely going on. Please check all your social media outlets. You will hear about this. It's not quite a beer league, too, but it's, you're going to see a bunch of people from beer league, and you're going to have some laughs. So that'll be very. We're putting out a press release soon enough. All right. Um, well, quickly, Yankees they sign uh, Carlos Rodon. Um, I guess he's pretty good. Uh, I read one article that said the Yankees may have the best staff in in the league. Yeah. But you know, what what, what everybody knows about pitching staff these days and the Mets should listen, any Mets fans should listen to this. Everybody starts off opening day with a great staff, but if injuries take out two starters, you're screwed. You know, you're paying a guy $30 million. He doesn't play. Um, And pitching is even more devastating. Well, I would say,
1: I would say then the better way to say that statement is going into the season on paper, the Yankees have arguably the best staff. And that's that's the only way to say that.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm just showing everybody that I was on Friends. Um, but the uh, what's my co- that's going to be on my, my gravestone. Jimmy Palumbo, born May 26, 65, dash, whatever the year is, he was on Friends. Um, but, yeah, so the Yankees did that. Uh, fine. I know they lost Talion. Have have you say his name? I was never Tyon. a fan of him. I, Tyon, Tyon. I don't know why I wasn't a fan of
1: yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He, he, had, had, good a, he had a um, low ceiling, meaning like he could give you – the best he could do was give you a quality start. He wasn't going to go out what, there and
0: – You know what I like about him? When he got to the sixth inning, it was like he went Nine. Like, I,
1: I, well, that's, that's what I, mean? I just said. The most he's going to give you, the ceiling there was a quality he's start, five. six innings, three runs. In a, he,
0: anyway, so but he's, he is him.
1: a very serviceable back-end starter. Yes.
0: And he got a decent – He got a, he's trying to act like, oh, the Cub tradition. He took the money and ran. God bless him. I would do the same thing. Um, and, of course, the Yankees lost Ben Attendee. You know what? I, I liked him a little bit, but he was hurt. I, I don't know. I, I, they'll have another – yeah, goodbye with him. So Bye. I don't care about that. Other news, Rutgers hoops, getting involved, beating Wake Forest. Um, Listen, Rutgers is in position now. I have them one game back where they should be. The loss to Seton Hall was bad. I think they'll pick that up along the way. I do not have them making the NCAA tournament, although a lot of my friends who follow this closely say, I'm dead wrong on that. Rutgers played very well against Wake Forest, blew them out at home. That's what you have to do. They play like Linden and Carteret the next two games. And then they get to the, they play Purdue on January second, and Purdue's the number one team in the country, and uh, I believe it's on the road too. That's gonna be a bitch. Um, but listen, they got to go eleven and nine in league, and they'll probably make the tournament. But I'm looking forward. The Rutgers is tough to watch. I mean, tough to watch. Fun to watch. They play great defense, and if some of the young kids step up, they'll be all right. My Knickerbockers seven in a row getting involved here, but I can't get into it. I watch the games. It's just a bunch of guys running around, but I will say I might've been wrong about Brunson because it's really funny. Randall Barrett and Brunson every night, the last seven games. And, I, and if I'm not perfect on the stats here, you know, listen, go scratch your ass. Uh, it seems like each one of them scores over 22 <sighs> points a game. Like they're getting like 65, 70 points out of three guys. I'm sure there's a big three in the league uh, on other teams, but this is definitely up there with a big three. The problem is in the NBA, with, with 11 seconds to go, the big three to me is not as strong as other teams. You know, with a Durant, yeah, like I think that Luba.
1: they're a medium three because they're very three very, very good players. But the problem is right. they're like a Jace. It's like no one guy stands out offensively. Right. I agree. And, but at the end of the game, game, they don't have a guy to rely on. So down the stretch, that could become an issue with who's going to take be. that shot. And secondly, um, to your point, yeah, they, they don't have the the guy down the stretch. They don't have even one. I think they're a good team, but they lack that athleticism. Right.
0: I, I, I agree. And create off the dribble on your own shot and not isolation and all that stuff. Yeah. But I will tell you, if a fourth guy emerges, a Quickly or a Grimes, Obi Toppin, I've always said, stinks. He's hurt anyway. If a fourth option emerges, and I'm not talking 20 points. I'm talking about like a, a solid 12, 13 guy. Now you're talking three guys who are really scoring a lot. Well, and then look, he had that fourth guy. So listen, that could be... You're
1: talking put, about a Knicks team. They don't have to necessarily look within their roster for that fourth guy to emerge. If they're playing well and things start shaking out a certain direction, the Knicks will be buyers at the trade deadline. So they could uh, add a piece. No
0: doubt no doubt about that. All right, let's get to my football. Giants are on the air. Uh, giants are unbelievable. Um, and a shout out to my guest who's waiting patiently to come on. The Giants, you'll be on shortly, my friend. The Giants, listen... um, I I'm watching giant games, man. I came home to watch that game, poured myself a glass of wine. I was by myself sitting in front of the Christmas tree. Uh, the giants have me watching the game. Now all the intelligent giant fans know that that like we stink. Okay. And mainly because the, uh, I, the, again, the giants called me up for the second week in a row, asked me if I could play wide receiver. I just couldn't get down to Washington, D.C., uh, I think the Giants have the worst wide receivers in the league. And even last night, watching the Packers, I'm like, God, he's got so many options. Uh, the Giants have none. It, 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 and but the Giants play tough. Thibodeau had finally had a game of his life. He's uh, being compared to LT. Everybody, slow down. But still, he had a really nice game. The Giant defense played aggressive. They played tough. Uh, Redskins, of course, are. Uh, well, I'm going to give my stinks list in a minute. <laughs> but. I think the Giants played well. There was at the end of the game. Look, it was on the road, tough place to play. You know, in the division, Giants got some refs calls, but I could argue the Dallas game. The Giants got there's a tons of games where the Giants got screwed. The ref calls were odd, um, and if that story is true, that that receiver looked that ref in the face and said, "I'm it's not okay." True.
1: Yeah, let me it's, tell you what garbage. happened real quick. Give me one you minute. Tell me here. what happened. So. The ref, the, the receiver, the ref's not required to tell the receiver anything. He doesn't have but to Sometimes answer. they do. But it's though. standard that they do. It's an known thing. Terry McLaurin, the ref didn't speak on this, but what it looked like to me was, I'm not going to take the player's advice or word for it here, because what it looked like to me was he looked over at the ref and he said, my good. The ref said, no, you got to move up. He moved up, but he only moved up like five inches. And the ref, as soon as he snapped, the ref didn't thumbs up. The ref went right to his flag even before the snap. Like, he didn't move up enough, and the ref knew that. So, did the ref say, are you good? We don't know if he said that. He did say, you have to move up. He told him he wasn't good, and then there was an adjustment made, but it wasn't enough of an adjustment. Now, is it a shitty call? Yes. Shitty call. At the same time, time, if you lose a game on a play where there was a clear penalty – that's a shitty way to lose as well. You have to be on your best behavior in the red zone. So those things don't happen. And well, that's, on I agree. the
0: offense. I, I thought the pick play on the pass interference. I thought that was, that's the rule. You can't that do was that. A- and people got to understand the reason why you have to be on the line is a like five reasons for it. But the main reason is you can't touch these receivers anyway.
1: And if you're like two feet back, you have time to like juke and move and do all that stuff. Well, so not only that, you're, you're allowed to be back. <laughs> you're allowed to be back. But you have to cover the tackle if the ta- like you, unless you go to declare a guy eligible and it changes yeah, yeah, things. It, but if you don't report, they, it's like so the defense knows like formation wise that this right, yeah, can't it, he can't get the ball, so they don't correct. have to cover that guy.
0: I get it. it. It's a they have to have that rule, otherwise it would be crazy, like playing chess yeah. back there. Um, but listen, now the call at the end of the game, a bang bang play. But of course, on the review, he was hugging him and he was, he was making I mean, love to him.
1: Um, that was a bad but, call, a bad
0: no yeah, call. I, I but thought and, that was a bad call. But if you watch end-of-game plays, there's always contact. But this, I thought, that, listen, did the Giant get – every Giant fan knows we got the calls. We're moving on 8-5-1. Look, we have a very good chance of making the playoffs. Um, you know, we didn't clinch anything yet, though. I think one more win will do it. I think the Giants win and Detroit or Seattle loses one, we're in. Um, so that, that'll be fun. And as far uh, as the
1: refs go – the refs have done a much better job this season than they've done in the last couple of seasons. Like we haven't heard much about the refs. It's like here or there. You expect yeah, that people.
0: Uh, I, well, there's a couple of giant games. I was unhappy, but yeah, I mean, it's every but year. Oh, the refs
1: there's are. a couple, guess what? I was probably unhappy in the Packers Giants team. And so were you like, that's football. You're going to both All right, sides. see. It, you
0: once you start talking about ref calls, unless it's, I don't mind like in the Rutgers, Ohio state basketball game, the ref call was, not a judgment call. The guy was running out of bounds up the court. I've never seen that. Yeah. That's yeah, a bad. Yeah, yeah. No, there's different between interpretation. Anyway, uh, NFL season, of course, giants are eight, five and one. I'm thrilled to death. I'm loving it. Cowboys lost. That is uh, again, Cowboys. Uh, listen, the Cowboys on paper are confused. I think the Cowboys are, are pretty good, right? I'm using the word pretty good. Cause I'm doing my stinks list in a second, but you know, they should have lost two in a row. They even the both Giant games and the Giants are not that good, they never pulled away. They never pulled if the first giant game at Giant Stadium was nip and tuck the whole game. They never pulled away. I don't know about the Cowboys. And they're coached by McCarthy, who you think stinks. So I'm I don't know about the Cowboys. I think if they put it all together, they can really, really make a run in the Super Bowl. But I don't know. I, I don't know. they're they're a they're a week, well, it's a week to week league, and the Cowboys are the poster boy for a week to week team.
1: Yeah, and they have that? a shitty head coach. I'll stand by yes. that. Um, right. I think that they have a really good roster, but it's probably not going to be enough. They don't have the quarterback to elevate that roster. And that's All right. what McCarthy needs.
0: All the right. defense well, you know, could win them any game. True. You have to have a good defense. True. Um, so, which brings Dave's us to our, la- our last segment before our guest sponsored by cornhole that's right christopher jimmy plumbos nfl stinks list is all over the internet people are going crazy here it's one of the most it's really the most important i mean vegas is calling me twice a week they want to know who's on jimmy plumbos stinks list i've been doing even more research on this it's incredibly accurate and it's sponsored by cornhole level.com that's right go there chris if you have a you have a cornhole thing at a board, Chris, if it's not level, it's embarrassing. You know, you have a girlfriend now and then all of a sudden you're having a party and there's like your boards off. You, you put this little thing on your cornhole board, bro. And it's boom. You level it to fro up, down. Everything is a beautiful thing. They're 1995, 20% off. If you put in JP show might be a little late for the stocking stuffers here at Shay, but certainly leading into the spring, it's going to be great. And uh, so cornholelevel.com. And I'm also talking to someone who's creating some kind of cornhole bar in New Jersey with cornhole and beer pong. His name is Joshua Riccardi. Uh, I told him I bust his balls. He's he's supposedly a world champ in beer pong and like uh, in cornhole, which... What do you think I told him? I was like, really? If you give me a spare 20 minutes this week, I'm ranked third in the country in both things, which I know you appreciate. Because Anybody who admits he's good at beer pong, I find that hysterical. He's going to be on my show in a couple weeks. All right. It's like, staying Spinks- good.
1: it's like saying I'm really good at Madden.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like, what? Yeah, please. It's like saying I'm really good at podcast, As clearly I'm not. All right. NFL stinks list week 15, as I call it. Uh, I got the Buffalo Bills at very good. Miami, Shecky, Dolphins. I'm sorry, bro. They're at average. Had to do it. New England Patriots stink for that brutal play. Really one of the most incredible NFL things I've ever seen. They stink. I'm going to put the Jets at stink because they had the Lions beat. They blew it at the end. And timeout issues, all that stuff, they stink. And it could cause the Giants a playoff spot, so they stink. Cincinnati Bengals, very good. 10-4. Ravens, good. Browns and Steelers stink, but I got to admit, they're starting to play a little better. Uh, AFC South, Titans, Jaguars, Colts, Texans, stinks across the board. That hasn't changed.
1: Kansas City Chiefs, I got is very good. You don't, you don't so, bump the Jaguars up to average. They've been playing real good football. Well, I will admit, they're still stinks, but it's, it's, it's,
0: it's, <laughs> it's right there. Next week could be interesting. Listen, very good that you're picking up on a possible move up to average, which means they stink. Um, Kansas City Chiefs are very good. Chargers I got as average. Listen, I made a decision today to because of my friend John Maddie from Colonia, <laughs> I put the Las Vegas Raiders at average only because of that wild play. As you well know, sometimes holiday spirit I will give somebody some love, and I'm doing that this week. Normally, maybe I we'll get see Raiders John Maddie
1: added to the Patreon, Coach. Yeah, Maddy. maybe he John Maddie. John Maddie was my my football coach for twelve years. Okay, he was so my, anybody, like, anybody who
0: knows John Maddie, you call him, say Jimmy Palumbo talks about you. As soon as I saw the play, I'm like, oh my god! And John Maddie was at the game. And then
1: so send cool. him a link to the Patreon. Yes, link it. Go. I need your money. Um,
0: I and of course I have the Broncos that stink. All right, NFC, Philadelphia Eagles. I got is very good, even though they struggled a little bit. Jalen Hurts is hurt. See what happens there. Now, Dallas Cowboys, sorry, should have lost two weeks in a row. Uh, I reduced them to good. I think that's fair. Even though they're 10 and four, uh, I, 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 they got to work for my very good. It's very, no one's really very good in the NFL, and they lost that perch. I'm going to keep the Giants at average. Um, I enjoy the game. Giant fans were watching games again. This is awesome. I'm enjoying every minute of it. And the commanders I'm going to keep as average because I think the Washington is still going to be uh, tough the next three games. Minnesota Vikings, uh, great comeback. But you shouldn't have been getting your ass kicked that bad. So I'm going to put them as good. Um, plus, the Giants are playing them this week. So I'd rather have the Giants play a good team rather than a very good team. So they lost their perch. But here's a very controversial call here, Chris. And I'm sorry. I watched them kick the shit out of the Giants. The Detroit Lions at 7-7 seven and seven, in a rare holiday spirit, Jimmy Palumbo's NFL stinks list. I have the Detroit Lions is very good. I think they are. I think they've scored twenty five points a game,
1: five games in a row. I mean, they're seven uh, and seven. They were one and seven. There you go. So
0: I, I so haven't been very good. Eight games
1: of NFL season, a team that was one and seven is now seven and seven, and that's yep. a very good football team. That's no very good question football about team.
0: It. So I haven't been very good. I also, for the first time in a long time, Christopher, in a long time, long time, the Green Bay Packers at six and eight. In really position, of course, anytime you got Rodgers, you can sweep. I have the Green Bay Packers upgraded for the first time since Halloween or before as average. I got them at average, and they're still alive. And they could actually knock the Giants out of the playoff. Um, And, of course, the Chicago Bears, they stink. Uh, NFC South hasn't changed. Sorry, Buccaneers, Panthers, Saints, Falcons, they all stink. I don't care what anybody says. fact that Tampa Bay, it looks like the Cowboys are going to end up playing Tampa Bay in the playoffs. That's awful. Uh, at Tampa Bay, I have to root either for Brady or the Cowboys. That's a nightmare for me.
1: It's Brady day uh, all day.
0: Yeah, Brady will probably eat him alive or something. San Francisco 49ers at very good. Still at very good, even with that rookie quarterback who looks like he's 11 years old. Seattle Seahawks average. And, of course, rounding it out, Cardinals and Rams at stinks. So we have 16 stinks down from 17. Seven averages up from five. We have three goods and six very goods would stay, but we flipped a few there. Had to do it. So that's it. My Jimmy Palumbo stinks list. And now your friend and mine, we have to get to our very special guest, but I have to figure out how to get him on the damn show. Here we go here. All right, everybody. Here it is. Let's see what we can do here. All right. Is that him? The one and only Jimmy Della Valley.
2: All right, you, I love you two jerk offs. I had no idea that I would be sitting here listening to the fucking guys who who played pee wee football and fucking <laughs> little league bitch about who stinks. I can't That's believe it, it dude. Listen, know.
0: yeah, listen. You're 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 new to the show, even though I've known you for years. The NFL stinks list is a very important list, of course. Valley, Jimmy here is a comic and an actor. I met him, oh boy, probably twenty five years ago, twenty four years ago at the haha ha, and back in the Jimmy and Joey days. Yeah, think it was like,
2: And oh. uh,
0: he, Jimmy, is a a, a national comic. Um, does uh, tons of comedy all over the country. Is really big on, in the whole cruise ship thing. He's been on every cruise ship to every country in the world. He does like nine shows a day. He does a dirty show, a clean show, a middle show, a jerk off (laughs) show, Italian show. He's one of those guys. He's a veteran of the comic business. Um, So uh, listen, I got to talk about a couple things. Number one, you're from Syracuse, New York, but you did live in Brooklyn.
2: Yes. Yes. Originally Syracuse. Yeah. That's why I started at wise guys, comedy club in Syracuse.
0: How old were you when you first got on stage?
2: So, um, you know, I always represent that I was 19, but, you know, as, like, my fans and stuff, they send me, like, a guy sent me a thing from, like, I used to push carts at BJ's Wholesale Club, and he's like, you did the Christmas party at 17 and sent me, like, this picture, and I'm like, are you kidding me? So then he's like, you did 45 minutes, you had notes, and I was like, oh, my God, because I was just new. I was just wow, the seventeen! Time. Shit,
0: seventeen! I was in high school running around. I wasn't a Rutgers fan. I wasn't an actor. John John Q. Public high school kid, weighing in at 4'10", 102. four um, ten. So you, yeah, I was a little a little rug rat, fast as hell. Uh, of course, I've gotten fatter, longer. Everything, everything's not growing in the right places. Um, so yeah, so you started at seventeen. But when did you realize, hey, you know what? I'm gonna start doing this a lot more.
2: So right away, like once I got to Wise Guys Comedy Club, it all of a sudden the headliners would come in and they just were like, "You're funny." But I used to like look down and I couldn't even look at the people, and I would like win contests like one right. after another of comedy contests for like joke writing. The joke writing was really solid, but I and, and I kind of had delivery, but it was more of Back then, and then once um, I got to New York City, I used to, you know, and I play poker. I'm a celebrity poker player, so I got the World Series of Poker right here. Um, but but the thing is, I um, Eddie Brill. I used to go to Eddie Brill's house, uh, and David. That's great, yeah. Love David Le- David Letterman had a poker game, and that was. But David Letterman never came. But it was like the Letterman game, and we were all there, and we played poker, and then Vic Henley. And Eddie Brill and William Stevenson, and they're like, "You're so," they're like, "You're so funny." They go, "But just start like looking up, start smiling on stage." Right. They go, right. "You'll be able to get away with your delivery. You'll be able to get away with everything." And that's when at Caroline's, and that's how I became a regular at Caroline's, and I worked there fucking every single day. Like I did the proms from like April till August. And plus regular shows, and then you know I came up with Patrice and Boss, and when those guys kicked me in the ass, those were the guys who were really were my my comedy mentors.
0: Right? You know? Have you ever those like, guys like that? I mean, who was I know we, we don't, everybody always says who was your you know comedy idol, but I, I I'm not going to ask you that. Like, who was your comedy idol that you were performing with? In other words, maybe a guy who's not a big name, or not like Jerry Seinfeld or something like that. Someone who like Maybe uh, like it's not a household name, but you were like, "Dude, I think I'm good," but that guy's just lighting it up. Who, who? What, talk about those kind of guys.
2: Well, well, really was Patrice O'Neill day in and day out working with Patrice, breaking balls, doing shows with him. We're just and watching him, and just he was so fearless. And right. he was still, he was like Jay-Z, he never wrote nothing down. He he, you know, like he didn't write his raps down, of course, you know, Jay-Z, but Therese never wrote nothing down, and then he would just go up with something. And I remember he had Man. did he 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 had got a lot of good TV and some movies. He did that movie with Meg Ryan, and then he did the movie with Chris Rock, where Chris Rock was like the black president, and we were at yes. Caroline. Caroline's one night, and he and I go, I go, dude, you're blowing up. This is huge. She goes, How am I blowing up? I'm on a show with you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and and that's 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 what the grief
0: was. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Yeah, he was. uh, That's another sad death, um, uh, lost to the comedy world for sure. I feel like the last 10 is he gone 10 years already? Is that possibly true? Uh,
2: 12 could be 11, 11 years. 11 uh, years you know? I feel
0: like we're losing all these comics. Um, uh, you know, it's just crazy to me. So anyway, so you, you go to New York and then uh, you started to get involved with the acting business. Did you get uh, in New York? Did you do voiceovers and on-camera commercial or you did that more in L.A.?
2: Yeah. So what happened was, and I mean, you've seen my famous uh, black and white headshot. I mean, I was ridiculously fucking handsome. So, <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> yeah. So what what they would do was they pulled me off the street, William Morris, all that. They wanted to make me into an actor, and I was a stand up comic, and I didn't want to do it. And back then, they would go, "Oh, well, you know, you'll work this and that." And, and so I actually, as crazy as it was, I was going to sign with Barry Katz, but Barry Katz really wanted to push me into acting. And then what's his name, Um, Rose Garden, not Rory, his brother, Peter, he had called me to represent me. And then Omnipop, and I was dealing with all those different guys. And then Roger Paul was like, I'll work you every weekend. I'm breaking into the acting business. And then uh, that's that's how it all happened. And uh, day one of uh, Sopranos, the pilot, they wanted me for the pilot, but I wasn't even an actor. And they wouldn't even explain to me what The Sopranos was about. All I knew is I'm a dumb kid from New York. Like it's singing. Maybe it's singing, and they're going. It's not singing. And I go, What is it? It's uh-huh. like it's like I have to go to Bananas Comedy Club. I don't give a shit. I don't want to go meet this guy David Chase. And I did. And my wife to this <laughs> day is like, You're a jerk off. You didn't yeah, go yeah. meet him. And then I and I luckily got to do. One episode, uh, episode, uh, season five with uh, Robert Loggia and all yeah, that. That was
0: a that was that was a tough show to audition for. They were very uh, the casting director uh, whose name is slipping me. It was very tough.
2: George, George uh, Ann <laughs> Yeah, George Ann was tough. Walken's wife.
0: Yeah, very tough. I thought a fair, but tough. Uh, I mm-hmm. actually booked the one line. I was supposed to be at the card game. And um, I would have had one line. With all the all the cast members would have been cool. I just wanted to get on the show. I guess it was season three or four. I don't even remember. But that was the episode they did all the celebrity uh, guest casting. I think Bon Jovi, uh, uh, Frankie Valli, but, whatever. But
2: I was supposed to. That's my that's my Soprano story. I was cast as the dealer to deal oh, to good. Bernie. Uh, you cool. would have been. Bernie Brillstein, all those guys. That was and I had great lines with, with Jimmy, you know, Gondolfini, all that stuff. And then what happened was I got there and they go, Hey, Jimmy, um, we're very sorry. Look, this is what's gonna happen. You're still gonna be on the show, still gonna have lines, but you're not gonna be the thing. And Chase owed a favor to somebody, and then some like older guy ended up being the dealer. Yeah, and, so I know. I listened to three episodes. It was three episodes. That's, so.
0: that's, um, you know, what I was bummed about is I didn't get paid. And how I remember it, I should have been paid because I was ready to work. Like, I had a shoot day. But my agent was like, and this is what I hate about showbiz. Um, oh, well, we don't want to piss off George Ann Walken by saying you should get paid. And so I'm like, part of me now looking back, I would be like, I don't give a fuck who she is. I'm probably never going to do this show again, anyway. I want my fifteen hundred dollars uh, because you say you booked something. It was a booking, uh, you know, but I didn't get the script. The, the contracts didn't go through, shit like that. But uh, I ended up sitting next to a football game with Gandolfini busting his balls. Uh, I was I was going to bring it up, saying, "Yeah, you fucked me out of fifteen hundred bucks," but I, I didn't say it. I'm a big fan of the show, and I loved watching that. Oh, so, man. all right. So now, so now you decide. To make the asshole move and move to LA because you thought you were going to become a big star, yeah, and become like George Clooney because you're a good looking guy wearing that jerk off leather jacket in your headshots.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> and I think I you know what I remember. It's funny you mentioned that black and white headshot. Were you like me where you were like everybody was getting color headshots? And I was like, Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was, I was not early to the color headshots. I don't know where you were. I was so.
2: Yeah, no, you know, I wanted to, I I kept trying to recreate that with a color, and it just couldn't, it couldn't get what it was. The black and white was just fantastic. uh, Robert Kim, who was the famous photographer, he shot me, and that that picture was just, dude, I was literally IMDB face of the year. I'm going yeah. to show you how,
0: how shitty Amazon is these I days. I
2: know exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you know, the IMD uh, star meter is only hot chicks, which makes sense because a guy sits on a couch. He wants a hot chick on a show and he says, Who the fuck is that? And Googles her. And that's how it works. Like, I think George Clooney's like 110th. And, like you know, <laughs> Tom Hanks is like 412. You know, everybody wants to see the chick from. White Lotus, who I think is the best player in the country right now. But uh, all right. So you go to L.A. Now, this whole time you got married young, right? Pretty young. You've been married a while. So
2: I got married. uh, I just celebrated 19 years. Okay, so you
0: you went to L.A. You were single.
2: No, no, no. I was married. So I met. So I headlined. um, What was it called? McGuire's Comedy Club, which is now Governor's Comedy Club. And um, I guess they bought them all. And I was with my best friend Tim Homey. and what happened was he goes, "Hey, let's go to the Hamptons." And I had never eh, freaking jerk offs. So it was like you know, uh, the Jersey Shore, but like with richer people. You know, like that's what it was. So, like, so I <laughs> that, went.
0: That pretty much describes. And it takes seven hours to get to. Yes. If you live if you live in Long Island, it takes seven hours to get to.
2: Yeah, and it was so it was like an hour and a half or something, almost two hours from where we were. And we were like on Vets Highway, like way up there in Long Island. Oh, man. And then my wife, you know, who I didn't know then, I asked her to dance, and the rest is history. And, and oh that's God. this. And she, she always said, she's always like, and I think I had like an Iverson jersey on or something. And she goes, Jesus, I left Brooklyn to find Brooklyn. And I mean, it's so she was, yeah. So
0: you moved out with 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 your wife to L.A. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, and how did you find that adjustment?
2: In the um, so Roger had put me on a showcase, and uh, Chris Mazzilli from Gotham was there, and everything. But that was in L.A. at the Acme Theater, and I did two scenes, acting scenes, and and I also did stand up, and a whole bunch of agents wanted to represent me. And I came right in. I'd already had at least twenty commercials under my belt, and I was already doing voiceovers in New York. And I had right. booked almost every voiceover. Like I had auditioned for twelve and booked eleven before I left. I mean, I was like wow. on fire. I never,
0: I never had that kind of hit. I was the voice of Mercedes Benz and voice of Washington Mutual Bank and some other uh, some other heavy hit Wendy's uh, campaigns, but I never, uh, I never hit the full home run. Um, but I, I certainly, I had a lot of auditions,
2: but I, I was never 11 out of 12. I assure you had a couple well, of yeah. big threes in there, but well, you uh, know, Bobby, great. Bobby Costanzo, I mean, he bought his house with, uh, voiceovers
0: well, if you hit, it, it, uh, about 10 years before we got involved. Voiceovers were different. You know, commercials ran for two or three years. Are you drinking a glass of milk?
2: You it's fat. it's iced coffee. It's iced coffee. Uh, my my uh, wife's drinking,
0: drinking. Oh, your wife made it. So I, think I can't bust your balls. That's a great catch right mm. there. Tell no, your look. wife I said hello. She's sweet. Sahara.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sahara. <laughs> That's, I think that casino closed in Vegas. I don't know.
0: So now you're out in LA. You're starting. You got the agents' things going on. And um, I'm sure you found the comedy scene in LA A very different from the rest of the world, uh, as I did. I hated yeah. it, actually. I thought it was evil.
2: Yeah, it was so you know. So I'm at the comedy store, and when I was becoming a regular at the store, which um, I actually don't have my name up there as a, a, a regular, but we had Jimmy and Joey up there, which is just awful. But uh, <laughs> right, I remember that, I remember so that. so you know, I'm there, and um, dude, you, it know, was, you, guys, you, you guys
0: didn't get along after a while.
2: <laughs> oh, no, he was. Awful human being. No, stop
0: so, it. He's a he's a buddy of mine. Come
2: on now. No, come on. If I well, get buddy. him on
0: the show, he'll say you're awful. So we're not gonna go there. Well,
2: well it doesn't well. It doesn't matter. Matter. I either guess
0: one, either one's not to, on the sh- he's not here, so we can't we can't talk you, about
2: You'll him. have, so, have go to go find ahead. him painting curbs somewhere. Uh, stop, so that's a job.
0: <laughs> stop, stop, stop.
2: No. So, anyways, right, hey, so you know it's funny? You, you know, we used to remember we used to perform at that place Sebastian's. So I went yeah. there to a huge celebrity poker tournament the other day, and um, I don't know if you remember the actor Guy Nardulli. He was there. My buddy Massey Farnat. Um, Guy Nardulli's on Tulsa King this this season, and a whole bunch of different guys. And I was like, "Is this used to be Sebastian's? Man, that was the place that was in Burbank that we used to perform at. I that was one of the last times I saw you." you. Yeah. yeah, I
0: think so. So you started doing that, and uh, now you're a professional gambler or you're a celebrity gambler. Um, Of course, uh, I think you lose money, but all gamblers say they don't. Uh, Right. uh, uh, We only hear about your great wins, not about your great know.
2: You're so funny with that. Well, dude, you have to understand the difference, you know. A lot of these if you guys, gamble
0: if you gamble every day for 365 days a year. Of
2: course, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. And same yeah. thing
0: with I, I remember your stock picks. You were like, I pick stocks perfectly. Perfectly. I'm like, okay. I haven't seen you post about that in a while.
2: Well, because because I ha- I remember, but I posted I I was pulling out because yeah. they got awful. I said right, they're going right to get right. awful, and I haven't played since. I know. I'm busting your balls. No, here. I know. I know nothing
0: it. about that shit. I, uh, no. I was always amazed. Like, wow, this guy's doing really well at options and all that crap. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about well, a couple things. You got a bunch of specials that are on Amazon or Netflix or one of those streaming services. You also got the Not for Nothing show, which is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what do you got in the works now in terms of any uh, acting work?
2: So. Um, I wrote a new series about moving out here to the desert and um I have a whole bunch of major actors that want to be in it and we were supposed to shoot it in October and then we had a, a death in the family and uh we completely that. yeah my wife's father so um, yeah, I saw yeah yep, sorry. so we completely just I said you know what let's just do this in uh 2023 and it's you... really funny. It's really, really funny. It's about a lot of the debauchery that happens out in the desert with these old people that move to these 55-plus communities. Okay. so
0: I know you live in Palm Springs now, which is uh, – a Yeah. Back in the day, you couldn't – if you lived that far away, you missed out on a lot. But now with MP3s and videos mm-hmm. and – Look at me! I'm coming here downtown. Shitty kitchen. Uh, you don't. You can live in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and have a huge acting career.
2: Um, you, you know, it's funny. I was always known for doing my my Gilbert Godfrey impression. You know, and I do it every once in a while. You know, I'd open for Gilbert. You know, and that's how well, the, the the reason I'm saying is, I remember doing the Aflac audition. And, and I, coming coming down to almost getting it, and then the guy who got it wasn't even like here; he was just some fucking guy in the Midwest. And I go, "Oh, this is ridiculous." So please, my, I, yeah,
0: yeah, that I I auditioned for the first Affleck thing before, before Gilbert got it, and the second one, and I laughed. There's so many I've had, I I chart all my auditions, and I look back every now and then and want to hang myself because there's some there where i had an opportunity to hit a big three-pointer to turn the whole thing around and for whatever reason i didn't get it but a lot of times i find when you talk to agents later on they make you seem like you really were had a shot at getting it but in the end you know it was really five to one five other guys Uh, i was up for a big viagra one too and i didn't get that one that would have been about 300 grand in my pocket but the um uh, I find it now. The only problem is you can live in Scranton, Pennsylvania, or Palm Springs. Yeah, but now when you do a, when you when you do a voiceover is a thousand people reading for that spot. It's tougher wow. to book. they're harder to book. Um, everybody can do it a non-union union. um my my booking rate in voiceovers has gone down because of that. It's just more people involved. You know, I worked hard to get New York and l a reps and Chicago reps I have. And now anybody, just with a decent voice hops on and they're in the game so it's uh it's kind of a shitty
2: thing there. well yeah i used to be for voiceovers i mean i had booked so many different ones i had um i was on the short list at all these you know elaine craigs and uh yeah. the voice casters and the other what's the other voice one so you would only go up against 10 or 12 people right and that's now, it it was yeah, and they would go, you know, no Jimmy, more. you know, like the, the last big thing I had was, uh, I played a guy like this. Hey, I'm an oil can. I played like that right. guy for uh, John Deere. That was like my last big, big one. A uh, wow. big campaign.
0: That's right. I think I remember you told me you booked that kind of craziness. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, let everybody know where you at on Instagram. Where where, where okay. can we get you?
2: Okay. With so a, you can just go to add Jimmy Della Valley right, right there. Right there. But then you just put sort a of it's
0: Della Valley, D-E-L-L-A, capital V-A-L-L-E. Yeah. Jimmy Della Valley.
2: Yeah, and you could do funnyjimmy.com, right? So just funnyjimmy.com will bring you to all the places. You just click social media on the page. And if you want to watch my sitcom, Amazon started charging people that had the membership to watch my sitcom. And we did nine episodes. And uh, the greatest thing was Bobby Costanzo just redid his reel. And he's been in so many things. And he uh he, he's like, Hey Jimmy, I wanna take a look at that. And the editor was like, Hey, this is great work. So he actually called me and he goes, he goes, you know what, this show's really good. And so, anyways, the thing is, um, you know, we had all different guys to shoot a second and third season. That's what we our plan was, and then I went and pitched to Kevin Hart and um we thought it was going to get picked up. The showrunner of the TV show White Famous loved my show, um, Buddy Lewis, and and we were like going and pitching, and then all of a sudden, kind of COVID just kind of screwed us, uh, oh, and then you. and then Kevin Hart got I in his that. car accident. Just a lot of right. okay. really life got in the way of a lot of stuff. So 2023 is more of uh, me creating. Instead of doing self tapes as much because I auditioned for a, a Tulsa king and I dude i I went up for a nice role in Babylon, you know right. and my buddy my buddy, well, buddy get that you were very
0: helpful with our read through of beer league stuff we're shooting. I appreciate your oh, help on that uh, thanks uh, and if it goes further than these initial uh things that we're doing, uh, I'll try to get you involved as best we can but listen yeah. everybody Jimmy Jimmy Della Valley Jimmy, thank you so much for doing the Jimmy Palumbo thank show. You guys. I appreciate it. Busting balls with you. And I love you. And, All right. uh, and I will talk to you soon, my man.
2: Okay. Thank you so much.
0: You got it. All right. Jimmy Della Valley. Now I know we don't have that much time here Che, Chris said we have a hard out, but I just want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, I had my Palumbo Christmas party last week. Good to see everybody involved. And, uh, they were saying that I was the fattest Santa Claus. I was not happy about that. And I was the Santa Claus for like four years in a row. And I gave up the reins, Chris. Have you ever played Santa Claus? Have you ever played Santa Claus, Chris?
1: Not yet. I have not crossed that that barrier okay. in life yet.
0: Well, and so now I made my nephews play it and every different people in the family played it. But now I made an announcement even though some of my nephews and, and cousins, are, you know, just got married and stuff. There's no, no new babies. And I announced I will return to Santa Claus at the Palumbo Christmas party. When there's a baby in the house, then they got to bring in Palumbo to the big, you mean the big fat man with the long white beard is going to come back and restore my role. Even though my daughter is three years away from being the final Santa Claus, because we got to go through all the nieces and nephews and she's the last one. So that's exciting. Um, I'm uh, another thing is I had a huge battle Royale in my apartment. I don't know if you heard about this on ESPN, Jimmy versus the fly. Now it got colder out and there's a little slit in my door in my apartment. And every year flies get in, right? One fly. The fly is like Mothra. It's the size size of a softball. And first it was in the middle of the night and I hear the buzzing, turn the lights on, dude, two and a half hours, me against the fly. I had the tennis racket with the electric thing. You hit the button and it fries it when you hit them. I had to vacuum out. Me and this fly were going toe to toe. It was like Hearns Hagler. Okay. And I thought I gave it one good swat. It like flew across the room. I thought down goes Frazier. I go back to bed. Chris, this fly just, this fly was like, you got nothing, Palumbo, nothing. So what do I do? I got this one, right? Bang. Dead. Put him in the garbage. Dead. Ran him down the sink. Gone. Would you believe? This morning I woke up, Chris. Now it's got to be a different fly. But like words on the street, go into that apartment and go kick that guy's ass because it's too cold out. We're going to die anyway. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has battled a fly, but it is. is, Did you turn the water? After I did flush it down. (laughs) It's not the same fly.
1: After that fly. got flush? was flushed. And this was a big...
0: When they okay. when a fly gets a older, they, they this was like a big adult male fly. And they come in because it's cold outside. And they, in like two weeks, they'll all be gone because it's going to be blue freezing every day. But man, I'm struggling against a fly. I offered to play the fly in Cornhole or Beer Pong. Uh, I was like, I got to beat this fly at something. I wanted to play Jeopardy with the thing. Uh, so as Chris leaves my screen... Uh, but uh, he's going to jump back in. I got to add him back. Chris leaving, getting involved. Where'd you go? I don't know where you went. Anyway, I'm also playing in a pickleball tournament this Friday with a friend of mine, Jeremy. Uh, we're supposed to get our ass kicked. I don't see it that way. I'm going to be a one pissed off pickleball player. Uh, really quickly, Yellowstone getting involved here from the Omni. I lo- still love the show. It's getting hot and heavy now, but I tell you, We got to talk about (coughs) veteran Chris. Where'd you go? You still there? I don't know where you went. Maybe. Oh, we're all gone End stream. No, we're still live. What are you talking about? There you go. Uh, I thought they cut me off. I know the show's going long. I'll be off in a second. Um, Yellowstone. What's, what's the deal with like Yellowstone having the, all these women talk about, Oh, once you get older, you can't book work. The lawyer on Yellowstone. She's no, I mean, she's no rookie. She's smoking hot. Then you got the, uh, 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 who's the girl? The girl in uh, Tulsa Kings, the FBI agent. I can't think of her name right now. It's uh, Andrea Savage. She's getting involved. There's a lot of these women that are definitely over 40 that are just dominating play on my TV screen. And I'm enjoying that very much here. Then you got the girl from Yellowstone, Beth. She's hot as hell. So anyway, there's like veteran, veteran women streaming. And I'm enjoying it very much. Um, Tulsa Kings, my boy Dominic Lombardozi getting involved there. I'm really digging the show now. It's right where I need it to be. And uh, I'm loving the show, George and Tammy. Uh, love it. Love Michael Shannon. Uh, I think the acting's great. And I'm listening to George Jones now, bro. Digging it. Listen, anybody who's listening to George Jones, it's the greatest thing ever. Um, he's got some great songs, man. If you're, if you're down and out or cheating on your woman, or you don't have a woman, or you just had a woman or it's, it's his songs are so funny. Um, that is that also holidays, Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, sometimes the holidays get people down. Uh, please don't get down. Uh, I know sometimes I get that way. You get a little melancholy during the holidays. Um, I miss my dad. Uh, you know, I miss, I miss a lot of certain things. Um, you miss, you know, people that were, uh, have passed away. Uh, and some of those Christmas songs will bring you down, but don't let it bring you down if you can, but I get it. I get it. You know, a couple glasses of wine. I'll look at a picture of my father and I feel like shit for a half hour. Uh, I didn't send out holiday cards this year. I still might do it tomorrow if I get a half ass and I get, uh, I can get it done, but I don't think so. Um, I don't know. I just decided to skip it this year. I don't know why I did. I just did. Uh, And that's not like me. Usually I've been getting them out, but I didn't this year. And uh, I want to give a shout out to all my, uh, a happy holiday. We'll be on next week, next Tuesday for sure. Um, I want to give a shout out to all my Patreons, especially my family members. I like the bus balls, but I do appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate the Patreon support, even though it's kind of creepy doing Patreon, I think, but I love it anyway. And, uh, all my fans out there and my fans, what am I saying? All people that listen, I don't want to overrate myself. And, uh, so my new buddies, I met Greg Alper- Alperin and, uh, Tom Baldinger who are helping me produce and direct, uh, this beer league stuff and to all the cast of beer league that have been very, very kind to me to willing to come back and do this. And, um, uh, and that's it. Jimmy Palumbo signing off here from the Omni, from downtown Shitty Kitchen Studios in Malwa, New Jersey. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Those other holidays, happy to that too. And I will see you next week with possibly a very special guest. Goodbye, everybody. Love you. Where have you come
1: from? Where have you come from?